Hello, welcome back to Sextras. Where we talk about sex and all the extras. Yes, I'm Honey and I love Oscar Wilde <laughs> with a passion. Yeah, he do be cute. He do be so cute though. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Maria and I am an always will be team edward yes fun fact um just add to the other fun facts robert (laughs) pattinson went to our school so you know we're basically you know like in each other's lives pretty connected yeah he definitely knows we exist (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's literally like my top celebrity crush i think i literally don't know who my celebrity crush is like, do I have one? I have I don't so know many. if I do. I used to love Peter from The Hunger Games. Oh my god, I <laughs> loved him so much. <laughs> Me too. It's like all we talked about when we became friends, remember? Yeah. <laughs> and then we pretended that we met Liam Hemsworth in Putney. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we like signed maria's phone case with his like fake autograph to pretend that we met him it was so (laughs) dumb yeah so this week we have quite a deep topic maria chose the topic she's just been getting really deep yeah i just love being deep (laughs) yeah i think we've just been really deep on our instagram in general but that's fine. I think it's good to be deep sometimes. Yeah, if you want to join in, follow us at Sextras Podcast on Instagram. Yes, please. And so, basically, this week we're talking about... I don't know why it's taken me this long to actually say what the topic <laughs> is. We're talking about our faults in love and... We just really want to reflect on what some of our faults are. I think it's really important to kind of have some kind of awareness of what your issues are going into a relationship. So maybe it makes it a little bit more bearable for both people going into it. Mm. I was just going to say that I also think it's important in terms of like us even talking about our problems and stuff, like acknowledging that everyone's relationship has problems and there's problems like all the time and it's a normal thing and I think to be normalized being able to talk about it rather Mm -hmm. than like pretending that we have this picture perfect relationship which I'm sure none of you actually think but um (laughs) yeah yeah and I think it's important like to just kind of refocus this podcast going into it we really wanted to make it a means for us to educate people and also be educated too and like the only way we can do that is if we keep kind of examining our own roles in our relationships and our own roles in how we view sex and relationships and all of the things that we talk about and also just to kind of show you guys that like obviously we have never tried to claim that we're experts we're definitely not experts we're literally just two 20 year old girls who want to learn a little bit more about sex and relationships and want to help people learn a bit more too so yeah 
that's kind of the purpose of this episode really and basically we both watched the school of life video (laughs) which i've been really into school of life recently but i watched a video called are you difficult to love i'll put it in the description but I think it's really interesting kind of really knowing yourself enough to be able to admit that things are wrong with you and if people get annoyed at you kind of already having it in your head oh I'm annoying and then not being completely surprised about the fact that you're annoying and I think like humility and self-awareness is such important parts in a relationship. Yeah I mean I think that it's so easy sometimes to blame other people for things and blame your partner for doing something wrong and we like to absolve ourselves of blame a lot of the time not even in relationships just like in general Mm. so I think there's a lot of value in sort of looking at what part am I playing in all of this because everyone is playing a part like whether you like to admit it or not yeah for sure and maybe you're annoying in ways that you just wouldn't really realize outside of relationships and then when you get into a relationship you start suddenly seeing all these things that are wrong with you and then you start being really self-critical and then even that in itself is a flaw because no one wants to be in a relationship with someone who's self-critical all the time and like someone that doesn't know themselves because that just leads to so many more problems so yeah basically we just really want to encourage you guys to also do the same whether that's in like your friendships or just your relationships like even just people that you live with yeah and just like one final quick disclaimer is we are going to be using a lot of like i language and talking about our own really specific examples of things that i'm sure a lot of you won't be able to relate and it's not really like advice based it's more just kind of us talking about our lives really and our experiences but i hope that some of that like resonates with some of you And just generally opens up the conversation about like thinking about these sort of things and asking each other and we're going to ask each other like some questions and ask ourselves some questions, (laughs) you know, and hopefully it's like the kind of questions you can then ask yourself and about your relationship. Yeah, and I think our goal is always to just like leave you thinking about things a bit more, like even if you can't completely relate to things like the episode like the long distance relationships and obviously not everyone's in long distance relationships so maybe you can't relate but maybe you'll just think about it a bit more and I think even that is an important step so Mm -hmm. yeah and also in this episode we are going to kind of be well at least I'm want to talk about attachment styles I don't know about you Maria but (laughs) I watched another school of life video where (laughs) they talk about avoidant and anxious attachment styles and yeah 50% of the population are either avoidant or anxious and then the other 50% are secure so maybe I will just encourage some compassion for people who have different attachment style from you or maybe you'll be like thank god it's not just me you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you guys should do a you can do a little attachment style quiz it's like I don't know I love doing these kinds of things. So you guys can, can go find out your attachment style and let us yeah. know. <laughs> and also it just helps to explain so many things. Uh-huh. So many things are a part of your attachment style that you just wouldn't have really realized. So I think that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of wild that so much comes from that. 
A hundred percent. Should we get on to the segment then? Yes. So <laughs> we asked you guys to answer why you're difficult to love. So the prompt was, I think I'm difficult to love because someone said, I'm so sharp and struggle to be sensitive of others. Yeah, I feel this. <laughs> I think it's easy to kind of just get caught up in your way as like the right way and then not being able to understand where the other person is coming from or even like consider that their point mm. of view is valid yeah and then in another sense because i kind of read it as like i'm really blunt and i struggle to be sensitive yeah, yeah i feel like i feel that sometimes i just say things because i don't realize that other people would find it offensive <laughs> so <laughs> yeah for sure and <laughs> someone else said i'm way out of everyone's league so true know your worth <laughs> know your worth <laughs> <laughs> no but i feel like this is just another thing we were saying is like humility is so important you know <laughs> <laughs> i think it's not it's not good to set such high standards for people it just sets yeah. yourself up for disappointment so yeah Someone said, I'm insecure. Loads of people said I'm insecure, actually. And, I mean, I relate. We can get into that a little bit long later. Yeah. I feel like everyone has this and everyone feels like their insecurity contributes mm-hmm. to their relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's also why we want to encourage everyone to love yourself first. So then that doesn't happen. <laughs> if someone said... Because I'm not good at showing affection. Teria. <laughs> but you know what? I'm really learning, so you can do it too. If I can do it, you can do it too. Because literally, my mom called me a psychopath. <laughs> but then again, it's also about like knowing yourself, like love languages, and their yeah, your partner sure. knowing themselves. If they know that, like. You know, maybe you just need to be with someone that isn't, that their love language isn't showing affection. Yeah, or maybe you just need to, like, have some kind of understanding and meet in the middle. Like, Mm. just because someone isn't as good as showing affection doesn't mean they don't love you. You just have to understand people express things in different ways. I also think that being bad at showing affection doesn't make you difficult to love. You just show it in a different way (laughs) i mean it depends how that manifests really like if you (laughs) literally never tell your partner that you love them or like you find it difficult to like touch them and be openly affectionate all the time i think maybe that is a problem but i think it's yeah it's just kind of having to meet halfway most of the time Mm. i don't think most people are like that so you're not alone (laughs) Someone said, I like things my way. Yeah. I feel that too. (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) Someone said, I'm impulsive and forget to communicate what I'm doing in the moment. I feel like it's difficult to adjust to being in a relationship in terms of 
you kind of forget that you have to be you have to hold yourself accountable to the other person like it's not just like you go about your life and that just makes it okay even if you are independent and like I want to get into this later because I am also independent like really super independent and that's what I'm used to but like being able to communicate to someone oh this is what I'm doing right now like sorry I can't talk or like sorry I'm my mind's in a different place or I'm like focused on this other thing right now Mm. just giving people a heads up I feel like that helps yeah I agree except I'm not really very impulsive (laughs) (laughs) actually maybe I am I think my boyfriend thinks that I am (laughs) (laughs) but I don't think I act on it it's more just like a oh I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this and then I like talk about it and then it doesn't really happen (laughs) I see I see fair enough yeah I mean what what are your thoughts like do you really think that if you're dating someone, like, do you want to know what they're up to and, like, where they're going and where they are and, like, what are your thoughts on having them on, like, your Find My Friends or that kind of thing? Like, do you think that mm. that's, like, a normal thing to expect and ask of someone to like, kind of know where they're at all the time? But you should never have the expectation because then, as I was saying, that kind of just sets you up for failure. But I think asking to have someone find my friends if you need it and like being able to have some self-control and not be constantly checking like obsessively that is a healthy thing to have you know like if you really need it or... yeah but why why do you think you like someone would even need it realistically I know, like, like this is kind of my thought it's like i don't need to know where my friends hours. are 24 7 why do i need to know where my boyfriend is 24 7 yeah that's true but it's kind of nice to just know like I want to know what you're doing <laughs> like not in a weird way I'm just like oh I wonder what she's doing right now <laughs> but like yeah it's not even in a weird way with my boyfriend it's like I don't need to know everything he's doing it's just if there is a situation where I do want to know then I don't have to like get super anxious because he's not replying to my text for like four hours and I'm like what the fuck is he doing I can just look and be like okay he's here he's fine or like mm. I don't know but maybe then it does open up more room to be even more anxious because then you overthink it so then I don't but know it, I would it, it be like a deal breaker but would it be a deal breaker for you if um you asked and then your boyfriend was like no what the fuck you can't have me on find my friends no because I have asked and he said no <laughs> he like turned it off <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> he has me but like i don't i doubt he ever looks at it i don't know if he does but like what's he gonna look for because i literally never go anywhere i don't do anything but to be fair like i don't really want to know like his day-to-day life like i don't want to know that i just want to know if we're gonna talk and i think it's kind of different if you're in a long distance relationship like oh we're gonna talk at a certain time and then he doesn't mm. like reply at that time and then i'm like what are you doing like where are you then that's kind of the situation where I'd want to know or I just want, like, some kind of respect and, like, giving me some kind of warning. Mm. I I guess, I don't know, I do think that there's, like, a thin line of, like, how much... Like, because basically I'm just going off of, like, forget to communicate what I'm doing in the moment in the... what someone asked, what someone submitted. Just, like, how much do... Like, how much should you really communicate with your partner yeah. about what you're up to? And, like, how much is, like, too little? I guess it's obviously something you have to discuss between, like, it depends, obviously, from person to person. Yeah. But 
I don't know. I just want to. Yeah, but it shouldn't be like you have to think about that extra level, like just going about your day to day life. Oh, I have to tell, like, oh, I'm about to like take a shit. Yeah, but it's such a weird thing, though. Like, you shouldn't have to do that. I'm just saying, like, in exceptional (laughs) cases, you know, like, oh, I'm about to like go buy a car because I just had the impulse to and then you're like not keeping them up to date and you're not replying to them then then that's kind of like disrespectful I don't know yeah I mean I do see the disrespectful part of like when you're not if you're not replying and if you are like refusing to tell someone where you are I think that's a bit weird because it's like why do you care but I don't know I do think it's a bit weird to like that we just have this idea that in relationships, like, you just should, like, be telling each other what you're doing all the time. Do you know? It's like, it's, yeah, it's but such that's a not weird what I thing. Think. That's not what I think. Like, I, it's just if I ask, then I want to know. And if I don't get an answer, then I want to have a backup. Like, yeah, no, but but like... I'm not going to be unreasonably <laughs> asking you at all hours of the day, what are you doing? What are you doing? Tell me where you are. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I'm like, I wish that my boyfriend texted me like all day telling me like what he's up to. I wish I could text him like everything that I was up to. And with my ex, like we used to do that. I would literally we talked all the time. And I love that shit. But, like, with my friends, for instance, if they told me, I literally wouldn't care what they were doing all day. Like, yeah. I'd just be, like, great. I didn't know. It's a bit overwhelming. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a weird thing, like, relationship thing. This, like, weird expectation that you, like, know where each other are all the time. I think it's kind of weird. But I do, I mean, like, I do get it because I do, like, feel that. I do want to know yeah, what my boyfriend's like... up to all the time. But I do think it's weird. Like, your time is their time, and their time is your time. Especially, like, if you live together or stuff like that. I don't know. It's kind of like your lives become entwined in a different way Mm. than with friends. I don't know. I don't know why the expectation is different. And I do think it is kind of worse with, like, phones. Because then, because we have the ability to know, like, we kind of just want it. You just want it. Regardless of whether it's reasonable. Mm. Like, we have that option anyway let's move on from (laughs) yes sorry (laughs) Um, some people said like i overthink and i get really easily anxious about little things and same baby same yeah a lot of people said insecure as well i feel this it's kind of exhausting (laughs) yeah Uh, and then into that (laughs) yeah (laughs) but also along the same vein people said like i'm a perfectionist and i'm picky by perfectionist it just makes me think of like control freak and like same i that's kind of how i see it like i i'm a perfectionist and like i like knowing how things will turn out (laughs) and like being able to know know I think I am a little bit. I am with like very specific things, but I don't think in general I am. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is kind of the same vibe. Maybe I am also with specific things because I'm kind of like an unorganized person, but also (laughs) I like to be in control of things. Yeah, but I am quite picky about things. Mm. Like... But it's also certain things. It's not like I can't function in my day-to-day life because everything is like, has to be mm. Well, someone said that they're picky. Do you think you're picky? 
yeah that's what I'm saying is like I don't know if I'm picky like I'm picky with like the way I want my food to be on the plate like I don't want everyone yeah, I don't want anything to be touching con- we're talking about the context <laughs> of like why am I difficult to love oh yeah, I was saying that more picky and like a partner picky oh no I wasn't thinking about that I don't know oh, maybe picky. they maybe they do mean like picky and life though yeah that's what I was taking oh. as like I think I'm picky like oh don't put that like banana skin next to me I don't want it like please get it away from me or like <laughs> I, like I don't put my food touching on the plate or like I don't want the sauce like I don't want my like sriracha on top of it I want it on the side yeah, but that's just being particular. Like, I don't think you're that picky, really. Because, like, it's not going to ruin everything. If it wasn't like that, you'd still eat it. Yeah, true. But that's because I don't <laughs> like wasting food. So then maybe it's just, like, layers of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Everyone's difficult in, like, their own way. So, like, yeah, everyone's picky in their own course. way. Everyone has something. Like, some people don't like their knees to touch while they sleep. Like, that's weird. Yeah, my ex didn't like her legs touching when she slept. I don't get that. See, like, everyone has different things that they think are weird. (laughs) So. Yeah. Someone said they hate genuine affection. Deep. Yeah, that does kind of make you difficult to love. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's so hard. But, like, what do you do then? Like, I do completely get it. I get why someone's like that. But then I feel like that's kind of the biggest thing in being loved is affection. I guess. Like, genuine affection. Yeah, but maybe they just haven't really found the kind of affection that they respond to. Yeah, true. Maybe you should explore your love languages too. (laughs) And then someone's had... I'm not a morning person. So many of people aren't. It's fine. I'm yeah. sure you can find I don't think that, that makes me, it. like, intolerable. Like, who cares? <laughs> I'm not really a morning person. I'm difficult to love because I am a morning person. Yeah, Maria And my boyfriend so hates him when I wake him up. Morning. <laughs> I'm not annoying. I'm just high energy. Yeah, it's too much energy for me in the morning. Like, I need to have coffee first, and then I... Like, I can't have, like, a serious conversation before I have coffee and, like, food. It just... I know that it won't go well. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on, shall we? Yeah. To what we think makes us difficult to love... What do you think makes you difficult to love? What do I think? Mm -hmm. The main thing I would say is I think I'm like super insensitive sometimes. Not in like I say insensitive things, but like I've really struggled to be sympathetic when someone else is like upset or annoyed because I can't understand why they're upset unless I know like the whole situation and like I know what's been happening. Mm. I can't just like comfort them because I just I genuinely just don't know what to say like I just don't know what to say unless I know the situation I feel like my advice is very like situation based so Mm -hmm. I think it's difficult because like I should just be able to step back and be like 
okay well they're upset so I should just comfort them regardless of what it is but that's not how I am so (laughs) but I'm working (laughs) on it do you think you're difficult to love because you're insensitive and you lack showing affection no but it's not affection because I can still show affection if they're upset I just don't know how to help like I don't know how to comfort them and make them feel better because like my boyfriend's love language is like touch I can like hug him if he's upset if it's not like in an argument like if it's in an argument he wants to be hugged but I don't want to hug him if we're in an argument because I'm annoyed Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. but if he's upset then I can hug him but seeing as we're long distance then I kind of have only like my words <laughs> and I just don't know what to say I'm just like I can't even be like oh it's okay because I can't say things if I don't believe it like I don't want to say it if it's not true if I don't know mm. that it's going to be true but do you think that that's like only in your particular in this particular relationship like it's just sort of um more of a fault that you have like in the relationship rather than why you are personally difficult to love or do you think that that's like something that permeates like sort of throughout so it's like more about you rather than the mix of people do you know what I mean Mm, I think it's kind of both like I think it's partly from my last relationship kind of sympathy just wearing thin at some point and it is kind of also in this relationship to some extent because I kind of just have this idea in my head that like no amount of sympathy I give will ever be enough you know but I also think it's kind of how I am because then going back to like attachment theories like I think I am mainly like avoidant I am mainly partly avoidant partly anxious but mainly I'm avoidant and I've been reading loads of stuff and like watching loads of stuff about it and like it is kind of just like a thing to do with avoidant attachment styles that you can't really understand burdened by this like emotional response in the other person not like there being a burden but it just feels like you can't understand it so then you kind of detach rather than being Mm -hmm. able to like think in terms of their emotional response rather than like rationally Mm-hmm. so yeah I think that's kind of how I am and like, I think I'm very logical as well so that kind of just plays into it hmm. well to be felt what you just said about like the avoidant and like sort of not being able to like know how you feel about it or like how to help or like what to say and all of these things I kind of feel like like that reson- like that's kind of helpful and resonates with me because I feel like I'm often on the other side of it. So it kind of mm. helps that it's like, it's just this like not knowing. It's not that you don't want to or that you don't care. It's just that you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is like some kind of therapy for us because Maria <laughs> is like, well, I'll let you speak for yourself, but like just quickly, like... <laughs> you're like an anxious attachment style and I'm mainly avoidant and then we're both dating people who are like kind of the other way around (laughs) we think but we don't really know but like it would be interesting to have their input but (laughs) yeah so we kind of just like give each other therapy like this is what I think and like this is maybe how your boyfriend's Mm. thinking (laughs) like maybe that helps you understand it a bit more Yeah, so what would you say is, like, the main reason why you think you're difficult to love? (laughs) Uh, I think... I think I'm difficult to love because I sort of... 
I think first of all, I always decide that I love more than the other person. So like that's already a prerequisite, and it's like it's not even something that I like have a doubt of in my mind. Like I just know it, mm. and it's something that I. So then I just decide like impose however the other person is feeling oh like upon them like they don't get to decide (laughs) and like whatever they say I'm not gonna believe it because wholeheartedly I already believe that I love them more so then that kind of makes me like hold them to this like hold people to this standard and expectation of like someone that will just will just mesh together perfectly like they will perfectly complement my flaws and I'll perfectly complement theirs and um like my flaws won't be flaws to them like do you know what I mean like all of these things that I find myself asking for all the time they I won't have to ask like they'll already know how to give it and like I I feel like I have this secret idea of how what's gonna happen and like how I'm gonna find this perfect person and then when people don't do that and when people don't love me like in the way that I expect that I'm like waiting for them to love me because obviously you can't like dictate how someone's gonna love you you can't make anyone do anything Mm. um then I'm disappointed and I get mad at them and like because I'm setting this unfair expectation of this like soulmate kind of person and blaming them for its failure (laughs) when (laughs) when they are like not being this perfect ideal person that's not real so I think that's kind of mainly my problem and then because I because there's this idea of like being loved less I feel like then I get scared of like fighting or arguing or asking for what I want because I'm scared that they'll leave me (laughs) because I don't know I think basically I'm really insecure (laughs) I think that's my biggest that's why it's hard to love me because and I'm really emotional that's another thing that I think is hard about loving me oh yeah another thing I have depressed like I'm sad and I get sad in a way that a lot of people don't so Hmm. I think that can be hard do you think when you say like that you overthink do you think that comes with this idea that you kind of have this unrealistic expectation like do you think that's part of it or is other things that you overthink kind of mainly falling within that category or are they more outside of it um I feel like I overthink pretty much anything like uh, uh, I don't know I feel like I worry all the time and that can be really overwhelming for other people I reckon but obviously like I think a lot of it does stem from this sort of like oh it's not going this way it's not going the path like I, I think I spend a lot of time idealizing how something is meant to be and then when it doesn't turn out that way I start to think meanings into something that had no meaning like it's like mm um yeah I don't know I'll always think that uh something's wrong because like my boyfriend didn't do this or that when it's just like an idea that I had come up with in my head so yeah I think it's I don't know I just overthink about pretty much everything and I can I tend to spiral a lot 
and then it's sort of hard to pull me back from that like I feel like I find when uh me and my boyfriend are fighting like he'll say sort of like yeah but how why do you feel this way like what exactly is making you feel um upset or whatever and then I can't think of any examples because I've spiraled so far out of like the thing that we were even fighting about like I spiraled into why we have to break up and why we're ultimately like not meant to be together and why like the universe is like basically trying to send us a sign and do you, like I don't know I feel yeah. like I, I turn everything into the biggest extreme and so it's like these things is it part of like your everyday life like just general life or does it kind of come up more when there's conflict I mean obviously naturally it would come up more but is it kind of all the time is what I'm asking yeah I mean I think it's kind of all the time because even sometimes like I'll bring up things and my boyfriend will literally be like what I had no idea that like you were even upset like where is this coming from so I think like a lot of the time I've grabbed I grab onto things and then I like literally run with it in my head and it's like gone so Mm. far and it's gone from like a to z in zero time and I think that's kind of hard to keep keep up with like I think my mind sometimes gets a bit carried away do you find that like it gets better when you talk about it or like when you bring it up yeah I mean I think I'm pretty good at knowing like how I feel or like reflecting on things and thinking and being like yeah I'm I'm really sure like this is how I feel and this is why and a b c blah 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 and then when we're like when and and I and like I say that I'm really good at it but then I find it really hard to talk about it even though I often think that I'm actually really good at talking about my emotions and like I'm really emotionally mature and all of this shit but then when it actually comes to like saying exactly how I feel I find it really hard and I stumble a lot over my words and shit like that. But, I mean, mm. that's interesting. I don't know, I feel like it comes a lot of, like, a lot of insecurity and a lot of overthinking can kind of, like, permeate into everything. And then that turns into, like, mini little flaws and mini little, like, things that make you difficult to love. And it's just <laughs> this kind of, like, overarching monster. Mm. That sounds so overwhelming. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, like, stressed out just thinking about it. Because, like, I do, like, when I hear things about anxious attachment styles, like, it kind of makes sense to me that that's kind of how I would be. Because, like, I do get anxious about things. Like, I really overthink things. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's necessarily in terms of my relationship. Like, Mm -hmm. the biggest... Like, I think my biggest problems are in terms of, like, when there's conflict rather than it being, like, an overarching thing. Like, maybe there are more ways that it manifests itself, like, in my day-to-day life that I just don't really notice because it's just me, like, going about my life. And, like, it only is, like, noticeable in conflict with someone else. Mm. So I don't know. Like, it's kind of difficult to know. But, yeah, that just sounds so overwhelming. (laughs) <laughs> like but it, it's it's so overwhelming for me when I feel like detached from conflict mm-hmm. like that's really overwhelming but so maybe it kind of evens out yeah Mine's well I just like concentrated like... into one moment and yours is like stretched out. 
<laughs> I feel like maybe you are just so sort of like overwhelmed that you do detached and instead of like like in my head I kind of see it as like we're both presented with conflict and you sort of like step back whereas like I latch on to like what the first thing that I can find and then mm. I don't know so I, I guess they they're both problematic either way <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah what do you think do you find that sort of like being mentally ill makes you difficult to love or have you sort of come to terms with that do you think it yeah what what are your thoughts <laughs> i don't know because like i don't know what's like wrong with my mind like i know that i'm anxious <laughs> but i don't really know anything else because i just don't like i've never gotten a diagnosis or anything i've kind of just self-diagnosed as like anxious or whatever but i think I've kind of come to terms with it because I think it very much goes in phases like it's not like I was saying it's not like a constant thing for me it is more just like I will go through Mm -hmm. intense periods so then maybe in those periods I definitely think yeah I'm probably more difficult to love and I'll be way more irritable and like that's another thing is I think I'm super irritable sometimes and it's mainly in those periods um Mm -hmm. so yeah I think that's probably super difficult and like making the other person feel like on edge to like bring things up because they think I'm gonna get annoyed but then even knowing that someone thinks that about me makes me annoyed because I don't want to fulfill that like idea that they have or like that premonition that I'm gonna get annoyed at something because like Mm -hmm. I don't like being that way and I don't want to be that way but I can sometimes be that way but I don't think I'm always that way (laughs) so then it's kind Mm -hmm. of difficult (laughs) Yeah. to like find the balance and maybe that's even worse maybe it would just be better if I was always that way so then they would know rather than like <laughs> <laughs> having like a lucky dip kind of situation <laughs> well it's kind of like in the video like he says how yeah obviously so in the video about um am I difficult to love but he's saying how um a lot of this annoying habits or like shitty things like maybe being irritable like we don't you don't notice it until you're with someone else like yeah. and I feel like it gets amplified and you or you think that it's so much worse because you're yeah. noticing it so much more when I feel like if it's it if it is something that happens from time to time like yeah know. but I think it, it is it more happens. like time to time in general like I definitely notice days where I'm like why am I so like why am I getting irritated by this even when I'm just by Mm. myself but then there are also days where I just won't get annoyed by those things like so I think overall like I can be like my boyfriend tells me a lot that I am just too chill and that I just don't (laughs) care enough about things (laughs) So maybe that's like kind of an issue too. That's what maybe I always tell my boyfriend. Love. Yeah. <laughs> my boyfriend thinks I care too much about everything. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I'm just like too chill. And then in situations where like I'm already anxious about something regardless of my relationship, that makes it like I think I just take it out on the other person. Mm. And I think that makes me difficult to love. And I think I'm bad at apologising. <laughs> <laughs> but 
actually I don't know if I think that because that's all my boyfriend thinks about me like I think because in my mind I'm like why would I apologize unless I really mean it like I don't want to be asked to apologize which is like another typical thing of like being an avoidant (laughs) but like I I don't want to be asked because that makes me think that it's not genuine like it all goes back to this thing of I just want to be genuine I don't want to say things if I think that it's not coming from a genuine place and like a lot of the time I can apologize and I will apologize if I really feel like I've done something wrong but other times I won't apologize because I don't see that I've done something wrong even if they're upset you know like maybe that's kind of problematic like what do you think (laughs) tell me that I'm okay (laughs) tell me I'm a nice person (laughs) I mean I feel like it kind of makes sense to not want to apologize like when you don't think you've done anything wrong but do I think it makes you difficult to love to kind of be hard to come to an apology like yeah it makes things a little bit harder because then it means that but I don't know I don't necessarily I don't necessarily think it's worse than just like being fine with apologizing because I think I'm kind of the opposite like I always just want it to go away yeah so then I tend to like sometimes I will just apologize too quickly or like I don't know, I don't have any problem with apologising. <laughs> and I feel like sometimes that can be problematic because then you you end up saying sorry for a lot of shit you're not sorry for. Like, the amount of shit I've yeah. apologised where, like, I, why am I saying sorry? Like, yeah, that's really... what I have a problem with is I don't ever want to be in that position because uh-huh. I just don't want to do that. Like, you can't guarantee that something that that same thing isn't going to happen again if you don't mean that apology and I'd rather have not said that apology and potentially have it happen again and then feel worse about it the second time and then apologize than keep doing it multiple times and keep apologizing every time but not actually doing anything because you didn't mean the apology you know Mm. yeah 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 yes 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 (laughs) i understand i feel like apology is like a um a scary line to cross because there is such a thing as like apologizing too much and there's such a thing as apologizing too little Um, yeah but yeah i mean i don't think your apology style necessarily can make you difficult to love but i think it can make you difficult to like solve like move around conflict you know (laughs) yeah but then doesn't that inherently make you difficult to love (laughs) yeah i guess (laughs) (laughs) what else do you think makes you difficult to love i think i'm a bit needy (laughs) i think i think that i i by needy i mean like a little bit codependent like i i sort of kind of like how i was saying earlier like how i latch on to things and then start spiraling um Mm. like i sort of latch on to people and then i sort of give them all my energy and time and everything 
and like my life revolves around them and I think that makes me difficult to love because then it makes me very like way too available to people (laughs) in a way that's a bit like suffocating I think well at least that's kind of the feedback that I have gotten I think um and (laughs) yeah and then I think yeah so I guess being a bit like clingy and needy makes me difficult to love Mm. because I I find it um I want us to be like us against the world (laughs) rather than us as singular people I kind of struggle with that like I kind of want to make them part of my life in every way shape and form which yeah don't you think like the like you think you're difficult to love because you're too independent yeah I was gonna say it's really interesting that you're saying that (laughs) because well firstly like now that you're saying that I'm like I kind of do want it to be like two people coming together and I think that I do make myself like available to people like, I think mm-hmm. I am very available to people and to my boyfriend. But then maybe that's not actually what I'm like and that's just what I think I'm like. Because he is always telling me that, like... And I know this as well, that I am, like, super independent. And that's just kind of how I always have been. And, like, my ex also had a problem with this in that, like, I can't really ask for help or, like... Just don't really rely on anyone. Like, I do kind oh, of Oh, yeah, rely... that bothers me. Like, I can't, like... That bothers me about you. I just don't want to... I... Really? (laughs) Yeah, it's really frustrating to, like, want to help someone and they just don't let you help them. Yeah, I just don't want to have to rely on someone. I don't want to know in my mind that I'm relying on someone because then... Yeah. Like, this is also what they were saying in the School of Life videos, that, like, in essence, maybe avoidant and anxious attachment styles kind of do just come down to the same thing and that you're kind of just like scared of losing something because like I think that I'm I don't want to rely on someone because I don't want to then have it be taken away from me and then be left in that like space of having had relied on someone and then it disappearing Mm -hmm. I think I I have like the opposite I just want like I rely on people a bit too much. Yeah. But then I'm also thinking that, like... Like, I do... Like, don't you think that I do make myself readily available? I don't know. (laughs) Like, now I'm reconsidering it. Because I do think that, like, I try to be there for people. And, like, I will... Like, be on the phone with someone as soon as they need me to be, like... But then also... I think you... Yeah, I don't know. I think you're definitely not, like, not making yourself available. Yeah, but then maybe... You're the kind of person that I know that I could call you and you would pick up. And if you're busy, you would be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'll call you back. But then maybe that's just me, though. Like, I don't know how other people feel towards you. But, like, you are the kind of person that I know I could do that. Maybe, Maybe being unavailable and, like independent on the same thing yeah no I don't think they're the same thing like I don't know in my mind like maybe this is just me being super self-important but like (laughs) being independent means that I can kind of like like I feel like I have a really good sense of self and I feel like I can get myself through things but then maybe that is just kind of like this protection against being super vulnerable with people 
because yeah, why I'm do like, you oh, think that makes you difficult to love like being independent because i can't rely on people i see you find it harder to like be- make yourself vulnerable yeah and people thrive on knowing that they add importance to people's lives like people thrive on knowing they can help people and mm. then when you love someone and they don't want you to help them or they don't feel like they can add to your life if you're being super independent and you can get through things on their own it kind of like I don't know maybe it makes them feel like useless oh I see what you mean (laughs) but that's so funny because like like my like my boyfriend is like that he doesn't like I don't ever feel like he needs me I always feel like he can do everything by himself and I and I see what you mean, like, that makes me feel shit. But I've never interpreted that as, like, oh, he's damaged. It makes me think I'm damaged. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> like this whole independence thing, like, I don't see it as being difficult to love. I see it as, like, oh, that's kind of, like, the way you should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what my boyfriend says. <laughs> but that's so problematic because avoidant and anxious people are like drawn to each other so what then the anxious person is just always doomed to feel like they're in the wrong and the avoidant person is always doomed to feel like they're super like self-important and independent because they can get through things by themselves like how do you how do you deal with that but as someone like as someone that is that like I I attach to people anxiously? I don't feel like I ne- like it's not that I need them necessarily. Like it's not like I ca- I can't get through things by myself. It's more that like I don't know. I just want to be comforted more. Do you know what? I, I don't know. It's it's yeah. so strange. It's yeah, it's of... really problematic. Like, the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, wow, this is kind of fucked up that that's the way people are. Yeah, because I'm like, like, what even is the solution? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wait, I want to ask you, like, what about, what do you think, um, how are you flawed sort of in your sex life? I think I get, like, very comfortable with things and then I'm like oh I just want that to happen um and then I think I'm not good at initiating and I wanna I like all these things that I'm saying I've really I'm actively trying to get better at it (laughs) and I really want to get better at it but, like, maybe it's so ingrained in me that I just can't. Yeah, so like, many of these things, I'm just kind of like, oh, it's just, like, the way it is. It's just the way I am. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I was really thinking about this whole idea of, like, I act like I'm so proactive about my life and, like, oh, yeah, I know what I want and, like, I'm going to get there. And, like, when really... <laughs> like so much of the time I fall victim to just being kind of like oh yeah but this is just the way things are like I have depression that's just the way things are so I'm not going to be able to do this and like this is just my personality it's just the way things are when like so much of the time that's just out of being like 
a victim, like, in a way. I don't know, don't you think? Yeah. I, I do feel like in a lot of ways it is, like, inherently a part of, like, there is a lot of things that is inherently a part of who you are. Yeah. Um, That's what but I, mean, I think a lot of the times... free will. <laughs> but a lot of the time we use, like, our flaws to excuse shitty behavior and excuse yeah. unhappiness when... yeah. It That's can be it's changed. So important to like be aware of it, you know, because mm. then you can change it, mm-hmm. and you can, at least if you're not changing it straight away, like acknowledging it is the first step to changing it. Mm-hmm. So you just want to initiate sex more, yeah, and I want to just like be more adventurous. But I've, 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 I have some plans, so <laughs> I've got some things up my sleeve. <laughs> I'm just waiting to actually be able to have sex again. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I agree. I think I'm not... I, I think I'm good at talking about sex and, like, what I would like and, like, talking about sex in a, as, an, as an idea... But I feel like when it comes mm. down to it, I'm not very good at actually implementing all these things that I've been bringing up and being like, oh, I really want to try this and I really want to try that. And like, then yeah. I get really shy and self-conscious and I feel like I'm going to seem really like ridiculous doing it. That's so funny. I feel like I'm the exact opposite. Like if someone else <laughs> brings it up, I will be like, yeah, let's do it. But I can't bring it up myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then... Yeah, I feel like I'm not that brave. Like, I'm not very brave in in sex, and I kind of want to be more brave. Mm. Um, what other flaws? Uh, um, I don't know. I think we sometimes fall like really into routine of like what we know we're gonna like, so then we don't try to go outside that and like try yeah, other things I definitely or feel that so that's kind of stuff I want to try I want to get better at also just like talking about sex a lot more actively and a lot more specifically rather than in broader terms or like oh um or like more generally like I want to get down to specifically what I would like like what is what specifically is that movement blah 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 that action yeah I want to be better at like initiating conversations about it and just kind of being like oh is that what you like or Mm -hmm. like what do you want to try rather than being stuck in a routine so yeah I kind of feel the same I also want to get better at having sex like (laughs) I want to get better at, at like doing things that the girl is like the girl can do even when the guy is like doing most of the work you know I want to get better at like getting involved being part of the movement yeah. and whatever <laughs> and like yeah I don't know I want to get better at being on top and like taking control but not being not in a dominant way like I don't want to take control in a dominant way I just want to be more part of the physical action 
Yeah, I I do too. But do you think they're like those things make you difficult to love? I really don't think they make you difficult to love. What? No, not at all. I was just talking about like, like ways you can improve. Yeah, just general like things to improve that I want to improve in my relationship. Yeah, yeah, I definitely get the like wanting to be more brave and like proactive. Mm. Mm. But yeah, those are um the ugly truths about our sad little imperfections. Yeah, and so insecurities. Um, but yeah, you, uh, we, I really encourage everyone to like find out your attachment style and if you're in a relationship or whatever, like your partner's attachment style. And I feel like it will make you sort of understand more things about like the fundamental ways in which you interact. Yeah, for sure. Maybe we'll do an episode if you guys are interested in um, what each attachment style actually is and like what each love language is. So that kind mm-hmm. of helps people understand. I'd love to do more. that. But yeah, you yeah. should let us know if you want to see that on our social mm-hmm. media or on email or whatever. But before I plug those quickly, I just wanted to really repeat what we said at the start and that, you know, I really think it's really important to be conscious of these things and just be mindful of how you are as an individual mm-hmm. and an individual going into a relationship and like how you are compatible or incompatible with someone else um so yeah hopefully this helped you think about it a bit more maybe you relate to us and we hope you enjoyed this episode and finding out a little bit more about our lives <laughs> <laughs> if you want to follow us you can find us on instagram at sextras podcast on facebook at sextras podcast you can email us at sextras podcast at gmail.com and please please leave us a review rate us subscribe and send us any suggestions you have or if you know anyone who wants to be a guest who you think would make a really good guest let us know yeah or if you want to be a guest yourself yeah (laughs) and we'll see you next week thank you for listening Bye. bye been listening to Sextras, presented by Honey Jane Wyatt and Maria Jose Hayodetiyi, produced by Mabel Productions.